down in front. In our thing, you get sent for, you go in alive, you come out dead, and it's your best friend that does it. Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Kelly, Fahad, Takia, Eric, and me, Ruth. This round, I assigned the Fogies to watch Donnie Brasco. Okay, so Donnie Brasco, it's a crime drama, and it was uh, released in 97. Um, The director was Mike Newell, and then uh, the main people in it are Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. Tells a true story um, of Johnny Depp's character, which is named uh, Joseph Pistone, which is uh, the FBI agent, which infiltrates the... Bonono crime family. And then this takes place in the 1970s in New York City. And Florida. So, yes, and in Florida. <laughs> um, the FBI agent, Donnie Brasco, aka uh, Pistone, which basically we all know him as Donnie. <laughs> um, he was posing as a jewel thief and looking to get into with the mob family um, to help take them down. Um, and he has his own family to take care of, but he basically um, tells them that he, you know, doesn't have a family. And it kind of comes down to where he seems like he kind of more so um, feels like he gets gets along more into the the mob family life. Uh, he kind of gets towards the end where um, his safety is a real issue. He even helps um, in Florida open a club. And um, he kind of gets to end, so the FBI decide to pull him out. And um, he does uh, become good friends with Al Pacino, who helps kind of give him the end of the family. And then Johnny Depp is really has a hard time deciding um, if he does get out, then because uh, Pacino vouched for him, then he could end up dead. So towards the end, my somewhat of my thinking was um, maybe, you know, he he does find out Pacino finds out about Johnny Depp because kind of uh when the FBI meets up with the main with the main uh, mob crew. But he said that I remember at the end he was at his um apartment and then he got called to go down uh to meet some of the family and uh he took off his like watch and some of his jewelry and stuff like that. So basically that to me means that he knew what his fate was and so he left whatever kind of a value for his wife. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that part. That's I just watched of, it too. So he does die probably. That's my take on it. Um, of course, open to in, interpretation, of course. You assume so. I assume. With the shot at the end, but. That's true. <laughs> I forgot about the shot. I don't know why I forgot about the shot. But um, that's kind of a little bit kind of right there, I guess, to start off with. And of course, get into some more thoughts after that. And I was like to start off with Takia. Yeah, it's I I like I like the movie. Um, you know, it was it was interesting seeing John Depp's character 
Donnie Brasco, he went from, you know, obviously he was part of the infiltrating the mob and then he started becoming, his personality, everything started coming part of the mob as, as things went on, as you know, he was trying to um, do things with, with, as he infiltrated the mob and whatnot. And um, yeah, I, like it was like a kind of a basic um, kind of mob, crime mob movie with a little bit of heart there. And he was, you know, he befriended, well, put his trust in him, befriended him and whatnot. So um, yeah, like Anne Hayes' character as well. And yeah, that's, I guess that's all I had to say about, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say about it. I, it, it was good. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you to, thank you to Kia. Um, just like to see next. How about Shelly? Yay. Um, so I thought the movie was fine. Not great, but it was fine. It was, it was a good watch. Uh, I'll tell you what I liked about it. I, I mean, who doesn't love a young Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. He's a very good actor and very handsome. And uh, uh, Al Pacino's great. And Michael Madsen. And I mean, I just like the whole cast. Anne Heche was great as well. And I liked the story. Um, I think that the screenplay, they could have done a, a better job with the story and then it would have made it even better. So um, I wish that they had done more buildup as to why, what was Al Pacino's character? For some reason. Lefty. Lefty, yes, Lefty. So I wish they had done more to build up why Lefty trusted Donnie immediately. It was like, well, immediately I love you and you are going to be part of this family. And in um, maybe the Sopranos has spoiled me, but they never would have trusted someone immediately like that. (laughs) And they also would have been um, suspicious of like, where did he come from? You know, is he- Nobody vouched for him, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like it would have taken even more. That's what I'm saying, nobody vouched for him. Oh, I thought you said somebody Oh, no, I said, but nobody vouched for him. No, except exactly. He told him And it was just like, oh, he could tell that the jewel was- a Fugazi. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. Yeah. Other nobody vouched for him to Lefty. Yeah. Whereas and like, Lefty just was like, no, you're. Yeah. Well, yeah. The feeling I, the feeling I got was that uh, Lefty actually had no choice. He was desperately looking for somebody that could actually be under him that he could control because his position in the organization was basically nothing, and anyone could tell him to do whatever the hell they wanted and treat him like shit. So he wanted somebody that he could at least say was under him. Uh, yeah, you're mine. I'm your guy. You belong to me. But then he loses him in the end because they take him from him. <laughs> right. And he's still got nothing. <laughs> and um, so that that bothered me. And then um, I kept looking. All right, who am I supposed to root for? I know you're. I know. Like, do I root for uh, Donnie? I mean, the FBI is all corrupt, and they they are all infighting and not caring about each other. And it really bothered me that um, that one scene where he wouldn't take off his boot in the Japanese restaurant and the poor Japanese um, the owner of the restaurant, he got beaten half to death because he wouldn't take his boot off. Um, and so it's just like all of these. Now, why did he do that? He like, wouldn't yeah, take his he, boot off because he had the tape recorder. Yeah. 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 They would have thought that through. Like we have to have okay. a better 
I figured it was yeah. something like that, but I was like, why would they wire his foot? But I guess if the tape recorder was slipped well, in the boot, but I didn't see that happen. I don't know why I was, I was watching. Yeah, because the, the, the scene right after that, they showed him sitting and taking the boot off and taking the tape recorder out. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So they didn't show us before. So the no, whole time I'm like, just take your damn shoes. <laughs> yeah. I thought he could have at least just excused himself and like, I don't, you know, I'll go take him off, but I'll do it over there. I, you know, I don't know. Do you think that they would have, the FBI would think through, if you go to this restaurant, you're going to have to take your shoes off. Let's not stick the tape recorder. They didn't the seem to care about his safety. They didn't care about anyone's safety. They didn't care whose lives were collateral. I mean, all of those men in the, I mean, I know you're not supposed to care about mob characters' lives, but they all got murdered because of the rat. They all, who was the rat? We're going to just kill everybody. Um, <laughs> And then at the, okay, so he joins, um, he wins the medal at the end. Like, what did he win that for? He joined them. <laughs> he stopped following his um, instructions, stopped communicating them with them. He would have murdered that guy if they had not been um, surveillancing them. He would have killed that guy. And it just that just really bothered me. He, he, he won this award. You know, what did he win the medal for? Shelly, he won it for being a good age. Wait, no, not for being a good agent. For being a good husband. Wait, not for being a good husband. For being a good <laughs> for being a good mobster. Wait, not for being a good mobster. I don't know. Like got five hundred dollars. That's it. Well, what would it, would it be that? that what would that be now? In the seventies, someone but pull out their inflation calculator and see what for, for his for his trouble. He gets to keep the memory forever of having to chop up bodies. Ugh. Yes, yeah. and that then was like getting a, his friends killed for about fifteen minutes. I was like, this is a horror movie. It's like one of the goriest things ever. I, he did I, not save his friend. He wanted to save him, but he ended up just letting him get killed. So what was the point? Yeah. But just on what Eric was saying, I was like, it's very ironic that we're watching this movie after Tromeo and Juliet. To I was like, actually, this is potentially gorier than anything that I saw in Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> and, and while that scene was happening, I was like, Ruth asked us to watch this? <laughs> Does she have and, to watch uh, it like this? Hey, I've never seen it. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, that was my other, that, that for some reason, that whole forget about it. Like that, that was so like a little bit cringy. <laughs> to me really? interesting yeah because it I, was just i don't know it just was like what i don't know takia how it did just, you because being a fan of horror movies how did you feel about the gore in this movie compared to the gore in tromeo and juliet from your perspective it was different it's different this was like mob war that like made sense is this, this is kind of weird thing to say like it fit with a movie where tromeo's gore was silly <laughs> i don't know i feel like this took it even... so yeah this was, this was beyond to me this was beyond mob gore because mob gore is just like shooting somebody and then it cuts away here there's <laughs> no pun intended but here they're literally cutting people's bodies up into pieces and showing you like i cringed like when i saw them like carving i was like oh yeah. that's and he almost threw up <laughs> I didn't almost throw up this time. Around. No, no, no. Donnie almost <laughs> oh, threw yeah, up. Yeah. He made the face like, oh. well, which, but does that make sense course, to me? It's two different types of types of gores. I, I can't, it's hard to compare. No, to but this, this tequila was to me the level of like a Saw movie gore. Yeah. I mm -hmm. had to fast forward part of it. I was like, I can't. I mean, no, it was, 
I didn't know it was going to go also, that extreme. But it's also, it, it showcases how a, a completely different genre and, and production style and, and direction or whatever, all those things, uh, put it in a different context because I could see the same thing in a Saw movie and I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah. because of the realism of this story, I'm like, oh my God, this, this man who's just an undercover FBI agent has to chop up all these bodies, like spend all night yeah. sawing through bone and stuff that this is upsetting. Yeah. yeah. You know what it's probably doing to him. Messing, <laughs> Mentally, yeah. yeah. And then I just kept thinking they had to have some sort of like out for, I mean, I don't know, I guess not. You're undercover, you're undercover all the way. But I don't imagine that they want you committing like horrendous crimes. Yeah. I think we've seen that in a lot of these undercover uh, stories. I, I don't the characters usually end up having to do illegal things, but yeah. there must be part of the agreement must be <clears throat> No one's ever going to be convicting you for this. You try to stay as clean as you can, but you're gonna. You have to show them that you're game for it, so they believe you. Because, <laughs> right. like, if you are told you have to kill that person right there in front of everybody, and if you don't kill them, they kill you. Yeah. Like, you have to be given some leeway, but unless they're like, because you're putting your life at risk, you still can't kill anybody. But that means you could be killed. I don't know. Like, it's such a thankless job yes and scary you can right, have one I've last thing and then you can move on from me but did it drive like why did they not just cast joe pesci as that guy that sounded <laughs> exactly like joe pesci? <laughs> oh, yeah. was that your recap <laughs> no it was not <laughs> no as soon as he starts talking i was like oh my god they have their own joe pesci <laughs> <laughs> I guess every crew has to have one, right? I guess so. Maybe he was asked for to do the movie and he was missing something else in time. But that guy is a very famous character actor too. We've seen him in tons and tons of stuff. I, I think the thing I know him most from is City Slickers. Oh, I never saw that actually. Hmm. But he ends up getting shot in the head, so. Yeah, for no good reason. That was, I, like, I was like, that poor guy, he's like, hey, come over and help me slice up this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. Doubted, yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Well, thank you, Shelly. You are welcome. All right. Well, how about Eric? Okay. Uh, I really like this movie. I did not know it was two and a half hours. <laughs> I, I think I, for some reason, I thought I read it was two hours and seven minutes. So I was like, oh, that's no big deal. I'll get that through. And then Eric, I read that too. I read whatever I was watching yeah. it on said it was like two hours. Yeah, so when it was getting close to two hours for me, I was like, oh, they need to start wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at about an hour and a half, I, uh, I didn't know that it was an hour and a half, but I thought, oh, it must be about, your, they must be getting ready to close. So I paused to see where it was and there was still an hour left. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm glad that I started a little bit earlier tonight than I was going to, so I could complete it. But um, but I will say the story moves pretty briskly along. Like it, it goes pretty quickly, and I enjoyed I enjoyed all the scenes. I actually think I enjoyed it more than Goodfellas. I don't know, maybe it's because it focuses more on just um, just a small couple of characters. Uh, and I also like that, I mean, I know nobody agreed with me, but I thought there was some glorification happening in Goodfellas and there's absolutely none happening in this movie. One thing that I <laughs> remarked on while watching it was that everyone in the movie seems to be inept, except maybe Donnie himself, who seems to be trying to keep things together, even though everyone around him is just both on the mob side and on the FBI is being an asshole and almost, you know, 
just doing stupid stuff, saying stupid stuff, not understanding what they're even trying to accomplish. It's, it was pretty embarrassing <laughs> on both sides. And he's caught in the middle, probably thinking to himself, one side of this equation is going to get me killed because these are idiots. Um, so w- one thing I did not understand, though, was Donnie's whole, his whole, uh, I guess, mentality about this situation. I don't understand why he got pulled in. Uh, I mean, you can, anyone he would be assigned to, whether it was Lefty or anyone else, he's probably going to get close. I mean, doesn't, don't they train them and say, you're probably going to start having feelings of being close to these people because you have to connect with them. You have to be with them so often. You're going to start to look at them as people, but we need you to stay, you know, objective. And he totally just didn't. And he said, yeah. even though Lefty is on it, he was kind of a pathetic person. He's a Lefty was a very pathetic character, which is a little strange since Al Pacino is playing him. I'm used to seeing Al Pacino play these very strong, like capable people and kind of scary dudes. But this guy, I mean, he just couldn't get a leg up at all in any situation. It's such a sad case. And maybe that's why Donnie felt, uh, felt for him. But I, throwing away your, your good life that isn't criminal and your family and your, your kids because you're trying to, like, protect this guy who you're there to monitor, you know, and they're doing terrible things. So you should want them to go to jail. So I, I don't know. I I guess the psychology of Donnie, I'm sure it's a, it's based in reality because it's based on a true story, but it, I could not sort of come to terms with it watching it. So I was annoyed in several, uh, at several points with that, especially towards the end when he was really blowing up his marriage about this stuff. And the scene where he says, I'm not becoming them. I am them. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're here an FBI agent. You went through the whole Quantico training, you know, <laughs> pictures of you with badges and stuff. You've got a nice house in the suburbs. You've got three children, uh, but whatever. Why would the FBI totally rat him out at the end where he showed them all the, they, he, they showed all of um, yeah, his pictures. They, they were wanted, like, look, he's in the FBI. He's they wanted the you. mafia to know um, how much they had on them without telling them how much they have on them. That way they might reveal things later that they actually didn't have on them. But by saying, look at this guy who's been running with you for a long time at this point and who has been involved in all kinds of, you know, he's been involved in all kinds of your shady dealings. But for him, like for their own guy, you'd think they'd have a better way, like recordings or something where they could prove that instead of putting him at risk. And every, I mean, everybody. I guess that would be part of the FBI uh, undercover deal too, is that they must have told him that this was going to be the plan all along, how they were going to handle it once he came out, um, and that he was going to have to go on witness protection because you know, as they show at the, they say at the end of the movie, he lives with his wife still, but under an assumed name because there's still a contract on his head. They must have known that was going to be how this would all shake out, and he agreed to do that. I wonder if his wife agreed to do that. Yeah. Well, so, his children. I mean, everybody just gets. I mean, he was a consultant on this movie, so he had to come out of hiding to like. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe well, that's life. what um in Goodfellas. <coughs> excuse me, in Goodfellas, he had come out of witness protection by then when that movie came out. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're not in it forever. I don't know. It just seems well, dangerous. I think since there's still a contract on Donnie Brass, yeah. it's got to stay in. But maybe yeah. it's like Fahad. Um, but wouldn't they all be dead by now? Like all those mob guys from the 70s? 
He Maybe. Maybe. Who weren't killed in the movie. 79. <laughs> a lot of them went to jail. Who knows for how long. But what yeah. I was trying to say is, Fahad, maybe it's like Secret Diary of a Call Girl, where uh, if you remember, we watched a sort of behind the scenes where we saw that Billy Piper, who played the the woman in the show, which was based on the real woman, she actually got to meet her, but the face was blurred for the interview because she wasn't ready to reveal her actual identity to the world, but she did agree to meet Billy, Billy Piper so Billy could sort of build her character on the real woman's personality. I do so, I want to know what she looks like too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she ever came out after, like revealed her real identity later, but at that time, she was still just Belle du Jour, uh, but agreed to meet people involved with the production like Billy. But I mean, so maybe it was something like that where he was a consultant on it, but you know, no one got to take pictures or he was never supposed to be like- <laughs> Or maybe he walked around like Sia. Yeah. Or one of wigs on his face. Sia herself and witness her protection. side, you can't see her face, his face. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting to see uh, very early roles from Tim Blake Nelson, Paul Giamatti, and Gretchen oh, yeah. Moll. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was so strange, especially Paul Giamatti looked so young. I mean, not young, but so much younger than he does now. But he still oh, yeah. looked like himself. That was he looked like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and same with Tim Blake Nelson. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him because I'm watching Kimmy Schmidt right now. Yeah. He appears as Kimmy's stepdad. I don't think he time. looks any different, actually. He doesn't. Um, but then he like made a sound. He didn't even speak. He made a sound and it's like he's got the same voice. It's just weird. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I thought it was really well done. Uh, Johnny Depp was fantastic. Al Pacino was fantastic. It's a good movie. So I'm going to stop there. Well, thank you, Eric. One of my little in-between thoughts real quick was, and then I'll go to Fahad was, I was expecting be, uh, before we act, cause I've never seen this before, before I actually watched, watched it, I was like, oh, Al Pacino is going to be one of the main mob guys because of seeing him in The Godfather and all that. Thank you. <laughs> and then that's what I assumed at first. And then, you know, you realize he's not, but he still did a great job too. But um, yeah, How does Michael Madsen get promoted over Al Pacino? <laughs> I don't no wonder he was so butthurt about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of yeah. cute. <laughs> All right. Okay, Fahad. Great. Um, so I will say I am probably in between where Shelly and Eric are in terms of enjoyment of this movie. Um, I did enjoy it. I didn't like enjoy it a lot, only because it probably I probably got poisoned in the sense of I thought it was two hours. And by the second hour, I was like, okay, it's still going on. So that kind of made it feel like it dragged on towards yeah. the end. I did enjoy it. Like, for, you know the beginning and middle and stuff but i did feel it dragged on a bit um overall though i enjoyed the story you know it is a true story which is just crazy right that this stuff really happens i questioned all the same things you all did like the fbi really puts people out in this kind of danger you know how could he get sucked into this life and then be conflicted and everything shouldn't he be trained but i think part of it came down to lefty and the way Lefty looked out for him and showed he cared for him. Like, he was like, you don't have anybody for Christmas. Stay with me. Like, he saw that. Maybe he looked at him as, like, a father figure. And that made it easier for him to get comfortable in that life. And seeing as the way that the FBI treats him, it's like, okay, they're treating me, like, much better now. Um, so I think maybe that's why he got, a like, the allure of that. 
Um, Shelly, I completely agree with you in the sense of it was one of those movies where I didn't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for. Like the mob yeah. people, they're the yeah. bad guys. You know, yeah. Lefty is a bad guy, but I was finding myself drawn to him and I was rooting for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. At times, at times, except when he would like <laughs> smack the guy's face about the, the ring, like, you know, or when he would do other things. I'm like, wait, I don't like this guy. But other times I'm like, I do like this guy. And a lot, a lot of the times I was liking Johnny Depp. I was liking Donnie. But the moment he lost all respect for me is the moment he smacked his wife. Oh, like when he did that. And I was like, okay, no, this is too much now. Like she, she's the one you root for in this movie. Yeah. Although there are moments I was annoyed by her. Yeah, um, yeah. Like your your husband is in the FBI. You need to understand when he's undercover, he can't tell you certain things. Yeah, or, I was I was so pissed at her when he's on that private phone conversation with the there. agent, and she's standing at the top of the stairs. I'm like, bitch, yeah. if you say if you make a peep <laughs> yeah. because you're being a little bitch about it, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that extreme, but I was annoyed. That she was there. Yeah. Why did they do that in his house anyway? What if no, they he's got three small children? I know. What no. if they just scream or something? Like the guy on the other end of the phone's gonna be like, "What was that? I thought it you didn't have a family." You know, completely yeah. irresponsible. But she didn't help with it at all either. Uh, again, inept. The FBI is inept. But the mom <laughs> is she, also inept. And she was. She yeah. I thought that too. Like she. He had been in the, for three years. I mean, you'd think she would under like have to understand. Especially since she married him knowing what his job was. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you, you never know how you'll feel at the end of three years of it. Yeah. I guess it yeah. really started getting to her. Like, this is too much. Why can't you get out? She, she did say to him, though, as you said, this was going to be for three months. Or she made some kind of like. Oh, she, right, right. And I don't think she thought years. it was going to be this long. Yeah. So I get that. But you also have to understand, like, this is his job. He's doing this for the FBI. Like, and it's dangerous. Like, he, it is. But then again, maybe he shouldn't have put him, his family and his wife in that kind of danger by taking like everybody's making mistakes. I felt like she made the least of the mistakes out of everybody. So if I had to root for anybody, I'm rooting for her, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, especially after she was smacked by him. Um, yeah. I'm like, OK, I don't, know, I, I don't know why she stayed with him. No, I, she shouldn't have that moment. When because did you see what he looked like? <laughs> I know it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Lorraine Bracco problem, right? It's like she she wants to leave him, but it's Ray Liotta. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I was reading. I was yeah. I was. I had a hard time too deciding who I was reading for as well. And then yeah, that really did it to me too with the wife. I kind of thought she did a pretty good job, but I was. I know we'll save that part for later. I kind of wish they had somebody as a somebody different play his wife, but of course I'm not gonna. Um, so overall, you know, I did enjoy it. It kept me entertained, especially every time I had to remind myself this is based off of a true story. Yeah, you know, like beating the poor guy in the Japanese restaurant that was horrible. Like yeah. they just, like beat him up. They lifted the big garbage can and smashed it on him, and like that poor guy was like. It was just so excessive. It was way excessive. Um, Then obviously the part that threw me off the most was just the graphic goriness of slicing up the people. First, not even that part, even the shooting of those people, that the bigger guy and how his stomach was shot out and it's like the guts are hanging and he's like, ah, I'm going to get you. lost top of his head. Then Yeah, they end like, yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is out of nowhere gore. Like they've killed people. That's again the inept. I was like, they 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 actually got the drop on them, but 
but they seem to be such poor shots at close range <laughs> that they just can't yep. even, sh- shouldn't they have died immediately with gunshots to the head but no these these guys are like writhing in pain shot three times getting up again tiny like basement. Just do it yeah. it's so upsetting that they were such good friends associates whatever family they call each other family and they've no problem just shooting them right in the head. Yeah. Well, it's like when Lefty and chopping them cho- and chopping them up. It's and like, them mm. up. It's like as if it was right? like they're your friends for decades until they're not. And then it's just, yeah. Well, it's like what Lefty explained, right? Like when you're called for, oftentimes it's your best friend that calls for you because they're the one that has the hit on you. Like they're the ones that kill you. <laughs> How did you like that the, the first time he's called for, he ends up getting a lie? Well, that, that, that's what I was going to ask. I was very curious. That was weird. But everybody's reaction was to there being a lion in this movie as a pet. Um, Takiya, what was your reaction? I'll go through it. Just curious when you saw that. Oh, um, about um, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the lion and when he yeah. opened the, the cage and he was like, ah, that part when he got arrested. Sorry. Just, just in general, I was just going to ask each of you what your reaction was to the fact that all of a sudden now there's a pet lion and now he's being walked on the streets of New York and it's like... Yeah, a little hokey, a little weird. <laughs> Ruth? <laughs> yeah, that was... um, Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lion to Florida. Did they bring, didn't they bring him down there? The, he was, Yeah, he was brought from florida but he was one they were walking or was it in florida that he was being walked on the streets i was just saying because that italian woman was like cursing at him because the lions <laughs> pooping and peeing and yeah i thought they had him back in new york because for... that looked like streets of new york to me so oh, didn't, the didn't they, the no i was saying florida. didn't they bring him down to florida they brought him down to florida because he was in the cage how did they the get club. him there yeah what's a lion's uh, on a on a plane, plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What how much does that cost? Um, I did enjoy the oh, part wow. where the lady was yelling at him, walking a lion down the street, and then that the poop is there, and I was like, "You aren't scared that it's a lion, and also he's in the like, yeah." What I didn't understand was, didn't they drive two cars to that airport? But on the way back, there's just the lion in the back seat and Donnie and Lefty in the front. Where did the <laughs> other guys go? Because it was a full car. Yeah. Because huh. I remember thinking when they were walking out with the lion, I was like. What is the lion gonna lay on the guy's laps in the back seat? <laughs> the the lion, he ate them. them. Yeah, he, the ate lion, them. he was fed them. <laughs> um, also, it's a lion. Like this lion, how tame was he? Because he's just being—it was crazy. And yeah, did, it was. Didn't was a random, yeah, like Block do that specifically to burden Lefty. I think it was like a, it was a sign of disrespect. He was like, this lion's yours now. And he's like, fuck them. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but to me, I, I feel like a lion having it as a pet is a sense of like power too. It's like a, even though it was given to, it was like, here Lefty, this is yours. To me, like if you meet somebody and they own a lion, it's like, oh, you don't mess with them. It's annoying no. though. You, you get, now you have oh, to walk yeah. a lion and feed a lion. Like terrible. <laughs> I love that woman on the street screaming at the poop. She's like, ah, I don't know what yeah. she was saying in Italian, but probably, <laughs> you let a shit on the street. <laughs> um, although that is an easy way to get rid of the bodies. Feed them oh, the yes. Oh, but maybe that, that was their plan after they cut them all up. That you don't want to do that, though, because the lion has a taste for human meat. <laughs> True. Yeah, the second you get a paper cut. <laughs> yeah, your lion needs to be a vegetarian. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, overall, I mean, I did, I enjoyed the movie. I haven't yet quite landed on where I feel it is with Goodfellas. Um, to Eric's point, I do feel like there was a lot less I had to follow in terms of 
who's this, this person and this person and this person. This person. It was a little easier here because it was just that smaller group. Um, but Goodfellas felt more polished to me. Um, but Eric, that probably aligns to what you're saying about how it was, um, you know, made kind of glamorized in a way, whereas this was like the down and dirty. Well, I, I actually thought Donnie Resco was more polished production wise, mm. but that that is partly due to, I think Goodfellas is intentionally supposed to be a bit chaotic. Um, you know, the, 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 all the family scenes and the crowd scenes, you know, there's always a lot going on, a lot of politics, a lot of different things, people screaming at each other all over the place. I think that was intentional, but so this seems like, you know, this seemed like more of the kind of movie that would normally get an Oscar nomination for, for the acting. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that Annette, Annette was his lefty's girlfriend, right? I thought do it was his daughter in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it has to be right. I don't understand. I thought it was too, but then do I'll you remember. think that um, do, do you think she knew what he did for a living? Like, do you think the the wives know, or the girlfriends know? Uh, that's a good question. I couldn't tell if she was naive or yeah. just non bothered. You know, I, I think <laughs> they probably know, but they look. They the don't other know all. They don't they know. Look, they don't know fully. They look the other significant way. others chop people up. Yeah. And they don't want to confront them about it. You know, his last line to her was, tell Donnie, if it had to be somebody, I'm glad it was him. If she did know that much, don't you think that phrase would have been a, like a red flag? Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> she just because... seemed not bothered. Like, oh, he's going out in the middle of the night. Oh, she didn't even say like, well, I would have been like, why do you he want, said, what don't wait mean? up for me. Yeah, he said, don't wait up for me. She did seem a little dopey, like very ditzy, like. She's just not really aware of what's happening, which she seems very happy, which, you know, of course, <laughs> she's very happy. If you're very dopey, then you're like, yeah, everything's great. <laughs> um, I did laugh, though, because they were talking about uh, a couple of times his dream of uh, getting the boat and taking her away. And he said what he said, do you, you still want to get that boat with a net? And, and I was like, I think most captains of boats have a net. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that's true. Terrible. Terrible. And on that note, back to you, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, does anyone have any more to add at this time? No? I think I've said everything. Okay. Well, it's that time again for recast. We close each episode with the recast game where we each play a casting director. And choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up is Takia. Okay, so I decided to recast uh, Donnie Brasco with Edward Norton. Yeah, so kind of had his him in my I had in my mind was I was watching Johnny Depp and all his awesomeness, you know. His whole you know, I always look, I always look at the versatile versatility of certain actors. So, and of course, I've seen a lot of Edward Norton movies. There's one yeah, I need what, to see. What, what crazy where he kind of played a character similar. I, I can picture him with the whole like, street attitude yeah. and a leather coat, leather jacket. What was that? It was so many. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> is he um, a Fight Club or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's it because he was like the. He was the weakling in Fight Club. This was like oh, a yeah. okay. Red Dragon. He's in one of my favorite movies, Death to Smoochie. 
I have seen oh, it. Oh, I haven't so seen good. it. Like 90s? Uh, yeah, I think it was 99 or something. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't see that one. Someone said it was or no, or Maybe it was like 2004. I can't remember now. It's got Robin Williams, though. Oh, yeah. Catherine Keener and Danny DeVito. It's really good. Cast. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's my recast. Okay. All righty. Well, how about Fahad? Thank you. Um, Fahad? So I decided if we were to remake Donnie Brasco today, who would it be? Um, I struggled between two people, but then I real I, then I remembered. Well, Donnie's character is married and has three children um, that are you know not like little babies; they're a little bit older. And like, how old was the eldest? Like twelve? They're not twelve. Eleven, twelve. I, she was she was getting her first communion, right? <laughs> she would have been seven oh, or seven, eight. Did she have a boyfriend? I think it was. Just them did. Well, That's what they said. Well, uh, anyways, I still even at that age too. Um, so I decided if I were to do it now, I would cast uh, Donnie with um, Zac Efron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a movie for today. That's yep, cool. I can see that. Okay. I will say, though, that Johnny Depp looked a little young to me to be married with three kids like that. When, he did. Yeah, when he walked into the house and I was like, oh, he's married. Okay, that was. Yeah. But then he's like talking to her and he's like, well, are the girls asleep? Like they went to sleep. I was like, oh, he has like little. I was just a little thrown off that he had children a little older than I expected by looking at him. I couldn't believe that Anne Heche with that figure had given birth to three kids. <laughs> I know. That's unbelievable. I was sad to see Anne Heche. I was like, Aw. oh. Yeah. She was such, she is, is sorry, she was a, an incredible actress. She really was. And yeah. she, she got to do a lot of things that proved that in like the 90s, early 2000s. But then I honestly think because Hollywood is shit, that her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres basically ruined her career. I think so too. Yes. Yeah. Which is a shame. So it took her, it was very hard for her to get work afterwards. And yeah, she had that TV show, Men in Trees. Um, oh, the last thing she did. But yeah. she never got these big feature films that she was getting and, you know, the attention for her. It probably skills. hurt her so much to see all the success Ellen got after. Yeah. You know? becoming such yeah. a, not in movies or anything which you know Ellen other than yeah. Dory but otherwise she became the super A-list you know mega star yeah but yeah. she also Ellen never got to go back to movies no. or or a script to television again either and she and it also took her like what 10 years or something to even get her daytime show off the ground that's true because it almost ruined her career but I guess because she's a comedian it was easier for her to find that space where she could still be charming to people but if you're an actor who just wants to play parts and. <laughs> um, one thought I just had though was um, because how I was just thinking, well, uh, the wife of Johnny Depp, she didn't like it that he shaved his mustache. Did y'all like his mustache or no? No. Johnny Depp can't grow a real beard. It's always this wispy gross thing. <laughs> I was like, thank God they want him to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look too good. Okay, next, how about Shelly? All right, so if I were recasting this today, I would have put um, Adam Driver as Donnie Brasco. Oh, that's a good one. And then what if um, Michelle Williams played his wife? Hmm. All right. I'm not an Adam Driver fan. Um, Well, maybe this would make you an Adam Driver fan. Maybe it would. Uh, The Star Wars movies didn't help. but I do like Michelle Williams. Love I do too. Her. 
I'll watch yeah. her play anything. But I, I just saw Adam Driver in White Noise on Netflix, and he's he's very, very good. Oh, I was going to say, even though I don't like him, I could see him in this role. Yeah, yeah I could, too. You could definitely pull it off. Yeah, I think so. And okay. Michelle Williams, she can pull anything off. She yeah, sure she's can. a great favorite actress. Um, when was the last time we saw actors putting on this Italian voice <laughs> in a movie? <laughs> Anne Hayes did a great job, didn't she? She did, but this this was twenty six years ago. Like, when was the yeah, last? I don't time know. Actors cast <laughs> as like Italian people who weren't Italian themselves having to do that voice that wasn't their own voice. Like, is it okay to do anymore? Or I don't it... think it is. Isn't that why Chris Pratt's not doing an Italian accent for Mario? I think maybe, well, That's yeah. too bad, because you know what? Mario's Italian. Mario's supposed to, you know, say his- It's a me, Mario. Thank you, Shelly. You're Italian. You can say it. So good. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> like, I can't do it myself. So. I mean, I can't do it. Dang it. <laughs> okay, Eric. Oh, yeah. I haven't gone yet. Uh, so I <laughs> wanted to recast Lefty with mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman. Okay. I think that I think that if Dustin Hoffman had played the part, this movie might have actually become a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and there were a lot of points in this movie where I was like, "Is this is this a comedy? Like if if they just if they just change it just a smidge, like a couple millimeters." on the tone a couple times and Dustin Hoffman would have helped a great deal with this. I was like, this would be just a comedy because it's kind of, because like I said, everyone is so inept and it was like, it's almost comical how all the stupid things they are doing. No one seems to know what the hell they're doing. And they just keep digging themselves deeper into, into the, into the grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, this is, it's almost, it's almost like a farce. Um, uh, but of course there are scenes in the movie where I'm like, okay, I was thinking to myself, okay, this scene definitely does not lend itself in any way, shape, or form to comedy, so I guess that, that wouldn't work. But, you know, if they cut it down from two and a half hours, you could just make a nice Dustin Hoffman comedy. Eric, what's funny about you saying that is there was something in the beginning, and it might have been with Lefty's character about, like, his bumblingness. I thought to myself, I actually said to myself, asked myself, is this a comedy? And I went on to Google, typed in Donnie Brasco to see how they categorize the movie. And it was time slash drama. So I was like, oh, this is not going to be a comedy. I didn't know because I did feel like, oh, it's veering towards comedy in the beginning. But it definitely realigned itself as it went. You're right, though. There were shades of comedy in it. And if you had somebody a little less, a little more comedic, than Al Pacino, like a Dustin Hoffman, who could play that bumbling in a more comedic way than yeah, it would have lent more. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one who. I literally <laughs> looked it up to see is this a comedy because I thought it was not supposed to be. But then it turned into a horror movie at some point. So I don't yeah, know yeah. When they're chopping up bodies and no one's laughing or making jokes, you're like, okay, no. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> not a good oh. one. <laughs> Okay, so for my recast, I have recently kind of watched uh, My Cousin Vinny, and I thought um, Marissa Tomei is so good, so I wanted to see even, like, just a a different take on uh, her to play Johnny Depp's wife. Uh, I just kind of like to see her personality and how, you know. I like that. They'd make a good couple. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> how do you that would kind of watch My Cousin Vinny? <laughs> uh-huh. yeah i guess i, I love that movie i guess i'd have to <laughs> um 
Were you like one eye, like <laughs> have to sleep? <laughs> Multitasking. Yeah, different take too on like how she because it's really hard between them both with her him being in the FBI and then her. I mean, not the same kind of tough, her being home with the kids like all the time. And then just I know she would have kind of a tough strongness too to kind of, I don't know, like that. And then I wonder if they went with Anne Heche because they wanted an actress who looked very not Italian. Even though she has a little bit of the accent, you know, but she wanted she didn't look Italian at all. She was tall and blonde and I don't know what Johnny Depp is. He's played Italian. He's played Native American. <laughs> I don't know. Walkian. Pirate. Pirate. Wonderlandian. Wonderland. <laughs> is, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Okay. He yeah. is primarily, primarily English with some French, German, and Irish. Oh. oh. It's just, he's got very um, olive skin. Yeah, it's like a, you guys have probably all met our friend Billy. Yeah, yes. I was I was convinced, and I'm still a little convinced that he has a lot of Latin in him. But he he says he's it's all dramatic. Huh. I could see that. Did you say that he's all dramatic? G- Germanic, <laughs> Eastern European. What I don't know what his breakdown is. His me twenty three and me twenty three and you. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's twenty three and me. Oh, okay. That makes sense because it rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about me, you know, <laughs> learning about me. I need me. to trust myself more. I'm just so tired. I'm like, I know I'm not right about any of this. Do you think that yeah. that a lot of like the mob, the, um, so like a lot of their crimes would become solved because of 23andMe, their DNA, you know, that their family members have done that. So, you know, even if your family members do that, it's kept in a database. So yeah. if they run, you know, DNA through that, then it pops up like, oh, a sibling match to, you know. I think um, my dad always said he ne- he would never do one of those things. And I think he would be, I think he would probably be pretty pissed if my sister or I did it and he found out. And he, he made it sound, when he told us that he made us, he made it sound like it was a, a big brother situation. And it made me think, like, I think he thinks that we're going to, like, because our DNA will be in the system, that someone somewhere in our family has done something and they're going to come bother us about it or some crap. Or I don't know, maybe my dad did something when that he doesn't told us. Who knows? You know? <laughs> maybe he's okay. uh, undercover. That's why or on he doesn't want protection. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. he's on witness protection, and you all don't know it. Well, I would hope if, if they moved us to witness protection before I was old enough to know, they wouldn't have put my dad in a situation where we lived in a trailer and he had to work two jobs. I, I hope they would have set us up somewhere. Nice. Out, yeah. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Otherwise, that's a real yeah. sh- shitty trade-off. That's true. <laughs> You ever wonder if one of these witness protection people is like your neighbor? Oh, my neighbor. I you know, you don't know. Now I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah. Start looking at everybody. Hey, um, you look this like movie this. though did make me think about, you know, with people being undercover, technology the way it is, does it make it harder or easier? Because I feel like there's so many ways you could get out of a situation or learn about what you're trying to infiltrate. But then there's so many ways I feel like you can get caught. There's camera surveillance everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, they can easily try to look you up to see if you've been elsewhere. I don't know. Like, I feel like technology helps. At least you wouldn't have 
to carry that big damn tape recorder in your boot. At least you can have like a pen or something to to capture your recording phone. That big honking phone you have to take out or something. Or that big phone you take out of the drawer and plug in in your house. They would definitely have to, the FBI would have to scrub the your entire life of photographs from the internet yeah. at least yeah you can't have facebook or I mean, reverse, you could never have had it like a reverse image search is really easy for anyone to do even if they don't know your name and so can't find you on social media because they don't have that information to search you by they could reverse image search an image and probably find your face somewhere else in another picture and realize <laughs> oh, you're somebody else so they'd have to get rid of like decades of your life I mean, for spies, uh, yeah. for anybody, like you can put a quick little tracker on somebody without them realizing it and see where they really go after they are. Yeah. With you and Yeah. Maybe we don't need undercover people anymore because we have like drones and stuff and little gadgets that spy instead of us. If I was a mob boss, I would provide all of my underlings <clears throat> with a phone that has that app on it that people use to track their teenagers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they ever turn it off or they aren't where they're supposed to be, I'll be like, then you know. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> they're sleeping with the fishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whole or chopped up? No. <laughs> I'd rather sleep with the fishes off the Florida coast than the East River. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good oh, wait, I, one thing we didn't talk about that I'm curious about is how you all felt, and I'm gonna just ask each of you, or I'll, I'll just open it up, how you all felt about the raid on the club in Florida. I thought it was pretty violent, like the way they just came in and did smashed everything. Yeah, uh, that was sh- I, I was a little conflicted there because I was like, oh, but they're smashing is it really necessary to smash up all the nice things? But on the cop side of it, these are criminals doing a bad thing. And so they're they're making it more difficult for them to just make this up and running again yeah. uh, by making it costly to do so. So it's like, okay, why am I feeling bad for the criminals? I, I was feeling bad again about the whole thing about who do you root for? I was feeling conflicted. I was like, but they're just smashing things and all that money that other, you know, and then the alcohol and the all this stuff is throwing and they're just breaking it all. I was like, that's not nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> What if they got it wrong? <laughs> or would they, if they had gotten paid off, would they have done that? No, probably not. And that was my thing, if they ended up getting paid off or not. Well, and also, did they get a talking to by the FBI after saying that guy you kind of punched in the beginning is actually one of our agents? Yeah, I know. It was, I, oh, I really liked Donnie's reaction to that guy who tried to <laughs> say hi to him, you know, and blow his oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how he just like punched them. It's like he tried to touch my, you know, whatever. Yeah, funny. I do not do. And then the guy like told him off, like you idiot. He's undercover. I was like, <laughs> it, it's such so. You're at so much risk of just being found out. I would be just nervous the entire all the time. Yeah, so much anxiety. I mean, not so only is it already was, scary. The way he was dressed. Him. Why would you go up and talk to him? Wouldn't you read the room? You're supposed to be an FBI agent. Aren't you smart? So yeah, go the room and say, hmm, something's going on here. Maybe I shouldn't interrupt this. Well, and and to me about the whole risk thing though is it's scary enough being in the mob. Just knowing that at any point you could be called for, you know, you could be killed. Like the way that they just turn on you on a dime, on a dime. But to then infiltrate the mob, you know, undercover, 
you're putting yourself at double risk. You're at risk yeah. of what it's like in mob life in general, but then you're also at risk of being undercover and what happens if they find out about you. Yeah, that's true. I'm curious how, obviously we can never find out, but I'm curious how many people are undercover right this moment in anything. Yeah. Um, oh, the one other thing I did forget to mention is, but they uh, they dropped name or word dropped the GS pay scale a few times. They're like, you know, when, when he talked about it, he wants a raise and they're like, well, you're GS 13 or something like, you know, you're only at whatever that level is. Cause you, in the government, you can't get like individual raises to get raises. You have to be bumped up, you know, to the next step or the next level um, at the grade scale level. And then at one point, Donnie is yelling to an FBI agent or somebody on the phone and Donnie's like, you have to do this. And he's like, I'm, I'm done. And he's about to hang up. And the guy's like, you can't hang up on me. I'm GS-15. Uh, oh, and that whole conversation with Anne Haitian, the agent, she was like, you just want to get your promotion to G-16. And oh, they had a whole conversation. She, she mentioned yeah. G-14 and G-16 uh, G to them too. But so I found it very interesting that they kept that kind of stuff in there when I don't think the majority of people know what any of that even means. They had a consultant, Donnie Brasco himself. Yeah. But for the audience, though, they could have just said, you know, you're at a at this at a level that can't get more money, or hey, I'm at I'm a higher level than you. But just saying I'm GS15 to people that just means nothing. Details uh, help with realism. Yeah, yeah. Just like the gore. A what? <laughs> just like the gore during the slice. Oh, the okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Al Gore, the gore. Yeah, like just Al Gore. <laughs> just him. <laughs> um gs16 does not exist anymore at one time there were super grades in the gs level um but at this po moment in the gs level 15 is the highest you can get well, what, what, at the executive level what happened to them all has the fbi found them <laughs> that must be the greatest missing person case in history and right under their noses all the gs16s just don't exist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 16, 17, and 18 were the super grades, and they were eliminated back in 1978, and then they were replaced by the senior executive service. So after you are out of the GS levels and you take like these courses, you have to go through a rigorous process to get to the um, SES level. Oh, we didn't mention one of those uh, agents, a very young, well, a younger uh, Zelko Ivanek. I probably oh, don't right, right. his name, right? But um, we know him from... True Blood is he was in five episodes of that. Um, I know him from Revolution, but I want to say there's something that you and I both know him from. Heroes, he was in Heroes. Oh, okay. Twelve yeah, episodes in True Blood. He was uh, he was like the king of some place, or, or no? What was he? He was like the tribunal administrator or something like that. Something so like he was that, the yeah. judge. He 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 ruled on matters of vampire. He was also in 15 episodes of ER. He was also in um, 28 episodes of Oz. Wow. wow. Oh, I don't remember. And I love Oz, I, but it's been a long time since I saw it. So I guess I just don't remember. Anyway, he's great. And it was an, a non-white-haired version of him, which I had not seen before. <laughs> All right. So um, it's time to rate. Um, if y'all could please all open up your chat. And then we will pick a number, and when we're ready, everybody will raise our thumbs. Pick a number. It sounds like at random. 
which I think is how some people rate. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about it. (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, as a reminder, between zero and five, you can do quarters. Um, So raise your thumb when you're ready. I guess I don't need to raise my thumb because I know if I'm ready. Um, Okay, so everybody is ready. So I'll count down from three. And on the row of zero, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. <gasps> Shelly, it's I think the first time you and I have matched on a rating. Ever? Whoa. I think maybe. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wee wow. <laughs> what is um, that? Uh, Borat. Oh, d- <laughs> wow. Read the ratings, please. All right, ready? Yes, please. Um, Eric, four. Fahad, 3.5. Uh, Takia, three. Ruth, 3.25. And Shelly, 3.5. Oh, I think this might also be the first time where three people rated their, the movie higher than the person who chose the movie. Whoa. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> huh. Look at that. Interesting. Um, just some fun facts for our ratings. Uh, the average is a 3.45. That's good. Solid. Uh, yeah. Solid. Solid score. Solid. Solid, man. And Eric, you gave it the highest of the ratings. I did. It was very Yay. good. I gave uh, Goodfellas 3.75, so I decided Donnie Brasco needed to be a quarter higher. <laughs> I just went a quarter lower. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It's my turn to pick. Yay. All righty. So we're going to go back to 1948 and we are going to watch another Alfred Hitchcock movie starring my very favorite Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) The movie is called Rope. Rope? Yeah. Have you seen it? I never heard of it. Have you seen it? I have. I've never heard of it. And I I want to rewatch it. Is that okay? So you're cool with it? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I never heard. All of right, it. Eric. You said you want to rewatch it again. I do. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I feel bad. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't get a, it gets a lot of attention in my circles because it's considered uh, a queer horror movie. Hmm. We'll discuss that. I have no doubt. Yes, we'll discuss. I will definitely bring it up. <laughs> so Stuart must be really happy that Jimmy Stewart his like lifespan was not sort of parallel with yours <laughs> so there's nothing to like worry about or be threatened about. no is that why you married somebody named Stuart? it is <laughs> i searched my whole 16 years right and you're like wait a second the school i went to had somebody named that <laughs> look at this amazing poster i found wow Ooh, i love it love it i haven't seen this i'll one see before. his shoes Fun. Wait, Shelly, is that also why you went to a school called Steward? Because it is. It all comes together. It all comes back to that. Okay. I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list letterbox. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everybody say, "Full good about it."
Sorry, Eric, if you're listening to that on this recording. <laughs>